What's up, everyone? We are back. The Real Sports Science Podcast, episode 25. Matt, what we got on today? Today, we are talking about hot and cold recovery or hot versus cold recovery. We'll delve deep in, delve deep. We'll delve, <laughs> delve deep into both the methods of recovery and even look into uh, which one's better. Have, have you ever gotten ice burn, Matt? Funny you should I say that, David. Um, <laughs> yes, I have got ice burn once. So uh, uh, as a kid, um, it was a football tournament and, you know, I injured myself. So I thought, my quad, I got a bit of a dead leg. I'm just going to ice it, you know. And as I put ice on there, you put the cling film over. But my friends thought it would be funny to tell me that, you know, salt actually like helps bring more ice into it, helps the sensation. So um, I said, OK, cool. Just put a little bit. My friend put salt on my leg and then the ice. And let's just say that bloody hurt. And that's why I wanted to become an S&C coach. Ever since that day, I wanted to just delve deep, delve deep into the science and find out what actually works. Because clearly salt and ice does not work. It left a, quite a bad mark as well. But oh, geez, we live and we that is bad. So, folks out there, tip of the week already. We're a minute and a half into the podcast. We already got tip of the week. Don't put ice and salt on your skin. Especially, I mean, you shouldn't be putting ice directly on your skin anyways. Mistake number one. <laughs> Jeez. We live and we learn, Tony. We live and we learn. We live and we learn. This is the episode 25 of the Real Sports Science Podcast with Matt and David. Let's go. Right now, we're going to start off with a bit of a taste of the week. So, David, what are you going to be tasting for this week? I've got CNP whey protein here, chocolate. I keep, I nice. keep going to this camera on my laptop and forgetting that my camera's actually over there. So I'm like, why isn't it getting closer to the camera? <laughs> so right now, guys, we've got CNP. We're looking yeah, yeah, forward yeah. We're looking... <laughs> I like the kid who's concussed, who's talking backwards. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, wh- where's your finger? What am I following? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my finger? <laughs> yeah. No, see it. Uh, see, whey chocolate protein. This isn't the first time I've, I've tasted it, so it's a bit of a cheat. But because I've been enjoying it the last couple of weeks since I got it, but it's delicious. You know, I'll say one other thing. Is the creatine? I got the creatine because your boy trying to put on some white. Uh, you know how most creatines have like that grittiness that you just can't get rid of. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Not this one. Really? So if you're looking for non gritty creatine, yeah, honestly, honestly, it's great. Yeah, chocolate, nice and smooth. Creatine, not gritty. Get it, get it in the mixer. Down it goes. Yeah, it's really, really good. There you go. Speaking of CNP, winner announcement. We're not going to announce it on the podcast. You've got to go to our Instagram. So if you missed it, too bad. You missed it. But keep keep coming back because hopefully we'll do another another giveaway. But we're we're releasing today who won our giveaway of the brand new product, Full Pump from CNP as well. Can I give a hint to who it is? Come on. They liked the picture. They did everything they needed to do. They did everything they right. Good. They're and part of the RSS family as well. <laughs> it was you that won. Not you. You. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, that's funny. So, let's get into the topic of today. Let's go. Let's go. 
recovery. How do we start this first of all? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who Such knows? A big topic. Yeah, I don't think yeah. this is definitely. Once again, I think I've said this about maybe ten podcasts now out of the twenty-five we've done, and I don't think this is going to be just a single podcast. We're going to have to do part two. We're going to do part three. We're going to bring some experts in this area because I just want to preface right here, right now. We don't know anything. So if there Before is some guy using again. salt and ice, right, <laughs> on his muscles, and he turns out to be Usain Bolt, then look, I don't know everything. Maybe that is the correct way to do it. But for me, it didn't work, right? <laughs> so that's just, um, I just wanted to preface that before we dive deep that's into hilarious. this. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. This is a tough one. It's everyone uses ice, right? And everyone wants to know whether ice baths work or whether, or whether like cold or whether cold, I just said that, or hot, does that work? If I get injured, if I injure my muscle or I want to recover faster, do I use cold? Do I use hot? Do I use a bit of both? Right? Yeah. And, and I think the research definitely says like points towards certain things but there's always the caveat of like well it kind of depends doesn't it i don't know what you found when looking at the research but what i found was that it was quite like there was no one paper that said this is what you need to do and if there was a paper sorry if i did find a couple papers that said look this is the most optimal method we found i'd find a paper that would counter that one so I just yeah. feel like at the end of the day, we can just say what, what it was like, what we found. But at the end of the day, just try it yourself. So I'm not trying to say whatever we found or whatever our opinions are, you should go along with it. I'm just saying just try the methods that some of the methods that we talk about and find which one works best for you in that given yeah. scenario that you're in. Yeah, I guess that's what just research is, is reading it, understanding it, and then seeing how it fits in the context that you're working with. But let, let's jump with, in with cold, kind of a cold how is cold beneficial when is it optimal to use so basically i think what i found so i I just like to say that um there's different types of ways you can uh use cold in modes of recovery so we'll go cold water immersion um cold water therapy cold ice pack um different types of ice packs out there um cryotherapy uh do you have any more or no i know i i think that's and for crook for anyone who doesn't know what cryotherapy is uh that's basically when you go into a room that's really cold so you don't act so yeah it's not in the water or in yeah. ice directly it's just the room is wicked cold oh, oh there is one other one um sprays uh where where you where you spray really cold compressed usually carbon dioxide on your skin okay and and well, that I- carbon dioxide is 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 really really cold and it it's it's been shown that it can actually decrease your your skin temperature more than just ice. Oh, interesting. And not and not only your surface temperature, but so yeah. like the actual yeah. body, core body temperature. Let's start here. Should I ice w- ice when I get hurt? Well, I'll tell you what. I can. Do you want to take that question? Because I've got stuff about cold water immersion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Do the cold water immersion first, and then I'll go. I'll do the, and then we'll go to the ice after. So, cold water immer- immersion for what? So basically, for just post post resistant exercise. Um, right. So it has been demonstrated that post exercise cold water immersion ath- helps athletes to accrue increased gym based volume load. 
Um, so basically, one of the, this study by Roberts et al. found that it managed to actually increase mean load lifted per set um, in subsequent sessions. Um, and it has also, by Schoenfield et al., looked at the mechanisms as why that is. And it said it has been shown to stimulate hypertrophy and neuromuscular strength performance in untrained subjects. And I'm not just, I want to highlight that last bit. In untrained mm. subjects, when looking at papers, I found very little on athletes. Mm. A lot of it was, and maybe I didn't search hard enough, but a lot of it was on untrained subjects or individuals who had been training for, say, one to two years. Um, so maybe that could yeah. be that untrained subject is such a that's gray area. So yeah, that's so interesting. That's the total opposite of what I've been reading. Really? That that so so I guess basically it'd be helpful to say like when when you go into cold water or ice pack or whatever, cold therapy, it decreases inflammation. And that's mm. that can be good or can be bad depending on on the, your circumstance because usually what's in inflammation is growth factors that's either healing the area that you've just hurt or growth factors that are well healing kind of the micro trauma traumas traumas that happen when you lift right and that's what like where doms comes from but you need those micro traumas also to like to increase muscle mass and for hypertrophy to happen yeah yeah long day so on on so Everything that I've read actually is is if you're looking for hypertrophy, if you get into a cold tub immediately after you train, you're kind of suppressing that inflammation and the growth factors that that are now present in your muscles to to help you recover and help you build muscle and recover from those microtraumas. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I no, said that in a, round, a roundabout way. No, listening to podcasts, I like it when you do that because when I listen to podcasts, I listen to what they're saying and then like maybe it doesn't enter my mind at some point and then I'm lost. Then I have to keep rewinding. But when you go roundabout way and you revisit lots of times, then at least they keep <laughs> when on I say kicking. it 15 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's totally interesting that you said that this one actually increased. And I... Like the one thing you said is increase like volume ability. I wonder if that's because um, ice is shown to help with DOMS. So if you're not mm. sore after a workout, you'll probably be able to lift more the next day or whatever. Yeah. Um, but even but psychologically, so maybe there could be like a placebo effect better, where because you've iced it, it <clears> eliminates <throat> a bit of the DOMS and you're like, you know what, I can do a lot more. And then, but mm. I think that's just with that study, um, it didn't, the, the methods was a bit, iffy right so i wonder if because they say untrained people so i wonder if like because they're untrained you know the first like eight to 12 weeks of training when you're when you're untrained most of the strength increases actually are from neuro neuromuscular improvements yeah so your your muscles aren't actually getting bigger but your brain is able to contract your muscles better like your brain and your just recognizing the movements just yeah. that familiarization so, phase isn't it yeah so i wonder like i wonder if it was it was the increases they saw were more from that and not actually like muscle or but how did they measure muscle hypertrophy did they do mri scans what, or something well in order to i know this is pretty bad of me but um now this, to, this threw me for an absolute 
loop you saying this. So this is so interesting. Well, I found this and I tried to get the rest of the information, but I don't know. Do you have a spare like 34 quid lying around? Um, <laughs> that was one yeah, of the yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kept I'm it in here when... just to, because as I said, like, I just wanted to see how this, uh, not opinion, but how this take would be different from the other studies that we've read. Yeah. Well, so, so after this podcast, maybe we can do a quick video on this one. And I'll, when I'm at university tomorrow, I'll pull up the paper and see if I can get the full thing. Yeah. We can critique it. That's, there you go. Yeah, because that's, that's so interesting. Because I've always seen if basically I've gone, if you're going for ice baths and if, if you're goal is repeat performance so say like you're in a football tournament where you have multiple football games per weekend or a crossfit competition where you have multiple like sessions per day Mm. and over the weekend then ice baths can really help because it'll decrease soreness like doms it can decrease the inflammation and decrease pain and that's that's i mean everything that i've read have, have kind mm. of leads towards that so if you if you need that like repeat performance and that's going to be high volume then ice baths can be great but if you're looking for hypertrophy and like training stimulus then ice baths aren't that great because they Based kind of the adaptation process yeah yeah they suppress that inflammation that's actually there to grow your muscles mm. so again oh, it depends yeah. on your context well, um, I guess, yeah. We'll, we'll I'll definitely say, look I'll into one that one. More, yeah, Sorry. yeah. I'll say one more thing about ice baths, though. If you do ice baths, there's no need for you to be sitting in the Arctic Ocean with icebergs around you. You know what I mean? I've seen some people take ice baths, and they're, like, breaking through the ice to oh, get that's, in. That's pretty cool, though. Aesthetically, uh, there might be some sick. psychological adaptations that happen there, but physiologically, for an ice bath to be to actually do what it's supposed to do, it needs to cool down your core temperature. And and for that to happen, you need to sit in the ice bath for 10 to 15 minutes. And you're not <laughs> going to be sitting in an ice bath for 10 to 15 minutes if the water is literally like below yeah. zero degrees you know what i mean it's um, so i i read a study and it said like the, the if you want to do an ice bath you should be sitting in it for about 10 to 15 minutes and have the water temperature around 15 degrees 10 to 15 degrees so like cold but but not like ice you know what i mean no, 100%. Like, and I've got a perfect thing here that matches with what you were going to say. So there's a nice. podcast, Andrew Huberman podcast, episode 66, and he talks about the science and the use of cold exposure for health and performance. And I don't know if you've listened to any of his podcasts. Um, he's an amazing guy, incredibly intelligent. And literally, he put in one of his podcasts, and I quote, the key is to aim for a temperature that evokes the thought this is really cold and I want to get out, but I can also safely stay in. So essentially, just you don't have to be so acute with your timings. Just a, just a thought like that for the general public or for anyone really that doesn't have access That's to a, a, an ice tub where you can measurement the, measure the temperature. Do you know, like, yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So like, I, yeah. I guess I'd use yeah. that. And the cold, he also yeah. said, sorry to cut you off. He also said that the key 
another key is the colder the stimulus, the shorter of the amount you need to expose yourself to the cold. That one was a bit gray. I can't lie when he said that. Um, mm. But it's just the, focus the problem on that first is one. when it's so cold, you can't actually. So because your skin, like your your surface of your skin cools down, obviously way faster because it's in contact. Yeah. And one, if it's so cold, your skin's going to cool down so fast, but you're going to be so uncomfortable. You're going to get out before your actual core body temperature decreases, which is what you need to have happen. And also, you also do run the risk of injuring yourself if it's that cold. If you have like ice, actual ice on your bare skin, that yeah, you could you could give yourself ice burns and be in Matt's position. <laughs> you don't um, that. Yeah, do do not do that. Um, but then. In, in his podcast, sorry, it said, like, as you said, maybe psychologically, it can do things. Um, being in colder pod, uh, being in colder podcasts, nice. Um, being in colder, um, join up, maybe we should do an RSS podcast in an ice bath. Anyways, bit of a tangent. Um, That'd be hilarious. One of the studies that he mentioned, and I'll put the reference on here, actually found that there was significant and prolonged increases in dopamine when people were in cool 60 degrees Fahrenheit, which is what in Celsius, David? 60 degrees, probably about 15. There you go. In uh, water for about an hour up to their neck with their head above the water. And dopamine is essentially a type <laughs> I of like how they, I like how they said they specified in, an, in the bathtub Mate. for an hour, but their head's above water. <laughs> now, nowadays, hey? Nowadays, you need to specify things, hey? Because you'll get some bloke who's just under there like... Do you know what I mean? So you do have to specify. Mate, McDonald's got sued because their Honestly, coffee didn't have thinking... a caution hot. So, you know, Honestly, smart. Yeah. That person's smart. Um, being there was another one. Shouldn't... Yeah, go. <laughs> there, there was another one. Um, a motorhome. So in the States, they're called like Winnebago's like the the mobile homes you know that you drive yeah and because they're mobile the <laughs> anyway this one this one this one guy dr- was driving this massive motorhome and it said cruise control and it didn't specify that that didn't mean this is a true story that it didn't mean that that could drive itself so he tossed on the cruise control went back made himself a coffee obviously crashed and he won. He won. He sued the company of the Winnebago because it didn't specify that cruise control doesn't mean it drives itself. Honestly, honestly, um, bit of a tangent, everyone. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but mate, honestly, some. I mean, yeah, that's life, though, isn't it? Um, that's hilarious. But yeah, so uh-huh. I'll put that stuff up. The uh, the, the study here, um, and it. It can increase dopamine and dopamine is a type of tr- neurotransmitter that the body makes and your nervous system uses to send messages between nerve cells. Basically, the role of it is to allow you to feel pleasure, satisfaction and motivation. So that, you know, it's a type of, uh, yeah, like when you've achieved something and you feel good. So when I finally hit legs once every half moon, I feel good about it. Anyways, back That's right. on another tangent. That's right. Oh, wait, tangent podcast, uh, join us. The same thing, the same thing that gets released in waves when you take cocaine, which is why you feel so good after it. But anyways. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, show and tell with David. Um, <laughs> and then another study describes significant... Um, oh the amount of things I'm going to have to edit out from this podcast is hilarious. Oh. 
It's good. At least we know not to do night ones anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, uh, we say that as it's 10.48 p.m. <laughs> long. But uh, sorry, long back day. on it. Uh, another study described significant increases in increases in epinephrine, epinephrine being another word of adrenaline, um, from just 20 seconds in very cold water, around 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so adrenaline, obviously everyone knows it as a, a neurotransmitter as well and a hormone and it basically just makes fight or flight there you go bang that's right and that's, that's why amazing. that's why when you top tip of the week again if you like fall into a lake any canadians listening if you fall into a lake like a frozen lake your number one thing that you have to do in the first two minutes is just keep your head above water because no like those stimulants are going to be flooding your nervous system and it's actually you go into a reflex that makes it impossible for you not to breathe. So most people who drown because they fall into cold water, unless obviously they can't physically get their head out of water because of ice yeah. or whatever, is because because they can't keep their head above water and they can't hold their breath because it's physically impossible. Okay. So like for those first two minutes while you're in that kind of first shock phase, all you have to do is keep your head above water. No, it is quite crazy, quite scary as well. The last thing I do want to say, and then we'll get off this oh, yeah. bit, yeah, is yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> off waves of fact checking is going to come through, right? At least maybe RSS will get some more followers as well. But um, <laughs> I'll risk it for the biscuit. Um, there is a part of brown fat. Right, I'm gonna stick on Google. Right, it's called brown fat, and I think the yeah. largest amount of storage of brown fat is just above here. I heard uh, this. I, I feel like I've heard this before as well, but right, I'm right. not gonna say for sure. Yes, and apparently, oh my days, my degree's going out the window. I'm losing my job. But apparently, so there's a a bit of like brown fat that's stored just above here, and if you shiver, if you don't shiver and try to stay there adrenaline increases but if you do choose to shiver it's actually a good way <laughs> of burning brown fat is that what you're gonna say <laughs> it's actually yeah, yeah. a good fat loss um <laughs> mechanism that's hilarious so now we got people we got people under the water for an hour shiv shiv shivering to lose fat <laughs> Thermogenesis. Oh, so I just shouted right. a word with no sort of. Nice. <laughs> you learned that one today. Oh, uh, you know what? I honest, I have heard that before, though. I have. You David's know. backed me. Everyone, get on him as well. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You can hate both of us. Uh, that is. Should we? Should we summarize what we just said there? I think that'll be a the, great in idea. Last, in the last twenty-five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to come back to you on that paper that Matt brought out that said actually in untrained people ice baths increase volume and hypertrophy in the muscles because everything i've read and i think everything that matt's read as well basically says that ice baths or ice in general for like muscle recovery is good if you're if you're wanting to increase performance either the same day or the day after because it's going to decrease doms decrease soreness and, and will just decrease pain so you'll be able to basically recover that short-term recovery quicker. However, what that's going to do is not get the training adaption. So I wouldn't use an ice bath after training if you want to get the adaptions from training after that <clears throat> session. Did I miss anything? No, no, you got, you got it all. Nice. Got it all. 
It's a weird nice. and interesting contrary opinion, I believe. Uh, yeah, so we'll I'm very interested to, to read that one. So then the question becomes, what about injuries? Because people ice all the time for injuries as well. For the same premise, decreased, well, inflammation and decreased pain, right? Like we've all iced and we all know that it works. Like inflammation goes down and pain, excuse me, pain goes down as well. I think, again, you need to be, uh, you need to know why you're icing and when you're icing. Um, First of all, don't put ice on your bare skin, please. Put a towel on. It's not going to be as cold. It doesn't need to be freezing cold. Ice, if you're icing, 10, 15 minutes max on, on, on an ice pack that's not directly on your skin a couple times a day. Decrease inflammation. You're going to also relieve some pain. Ice, I think, is good. If you have had a traumatic injury that has a lot of inflammation that could, because we said like inflammation is good, right? So mm. then it's like, well, why ice? If inflammation is good, why are we getting rid of inflammation? Right? Yeah. And to an extent. So I think in like that acute phase of like two, like 24 hours, 48 hours, where actually too much inflammation is also not good because you can cause further tissue damage or, yeah. or if people are like, if doctors or physios are trying to do tests on you and they can't because your mobility is so bad because your inflammation is so high, then ice can be helpful. Also, if you're in, in thriving pain, thriving pain, throbbing pain, right? Not bad. I think the issue becomes is when it's like four days, five days, 10 days, and you're still icing. I think then it's like, we need to ease off the ice, ease off like, your Advils. Mm. Do they have Advil here in, in the UK? It's something I heard in the Philippines. I don't think they do. <laughs> they must do. So it's an NSAID, so a non a non-steroid, a non-steroid anti-inflammatory drug. Advil is the brand though. Ibuprofen. Ibuprofen is the actual is what Advil is. That's the word. Yeah, I was, but I, for. I was just trying to think about where I've heard that before. Yeah, I must yeah Advil's the brand, and but it's ibuprofen. Is yeah. that drug actually? My brain can think of that. Yeah, so Umosorax. Sorry, carry on. It's got it down. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Would you, would you agree with that? Would what you've read agree with that? Yeah. So, like, what what I've read has also said that I think I'll get the temperatures up now as well. Um, obviously, ice, but. Like, you don't want to keep it on multiple times. You don't want to keep it on too long as well. You don't want to have it on there at a constant temperature, just sat there the whole time for, I'd say, well... Everything I've read says 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, you, around about 15 minutes with the little squiggly line. I mean, there's nothing that says you should hold it for 30 minutes. It's just excessive. Um, and... You know, we can talk, we'll delve deeper into the actually applying heat as well. Um, how can that differ in both methods, you know? So I yeah. agree with what you're saying. 15 minutes, we're talking <clears throat> maybe you if you're in do... the If you're in the acute stage of injury, you have lots of inflammation, lots of pain. There's nothing wrong with icing it 10, 15 minutes, mm. you know, once in a while. I think when, when, it's, when it's past the five days, 10 days, then let's stop icing 
because mm -hmm. you don't want to decrease inflammation to such an extent that you actually inhibit recovery. I had a prof in my undergrad <clears throat> and he's something, he said something that really stuck with me. He said, we can't speed up the healing process. We can only slow it down. That's actually so our job, so our job as, cause our, our body knows how to heal itself. So our job is like, well, clinicians or physiotherapists or people who are injured is to get out of the way the best we can of our bodies to allow it to heal ourselves. I was just so about to say, like, really... just putting it in the best environment possible for your body to do what it does best, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think some way. people just like over, overdo things, over ice it. Like, yeah, ice is great. And I think it does have its place for injuries, but, but, but you don't want that to be the recovery. Yeah. And you don't want that to be the first thing you go to, you know, Oh my, let's ice, you know, yeah. well, yeah. let's figure out what the problem is and just then, take a step back. Yeah. Figure out a way to solve it. Yeah. Okay. And then diving into heat now, David. Um, so physiologically hot water immersion increases peripheral muscular blood flow as well as skin muscle and core temperature resulting in no effect on improved performance in humans and increased hypertrophy as demonstrated in animal and human models. So there's no improvements on performance per se, but there are improvements mm. in hypertrophy, which is something we mentioned, which was a contrary opinion on that earlier um, right. study that we mentioned. So, and, 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 and hypertrophy, for anyone who doesn't know, is, is increased muscle mass, basically. Yeah. And in a, num in a doctoral thesis work, McGorm 2019 reported that the application of post-exercise hot water immersion 15 minutes at 45 degrees Celsius attenuated increases in lower body muscle mass uh, recreationally active subjects following a 10-week muscular muscle hypertrophy and strength program compared hmm. to a control um, group. It remains so I wonder, unclear. I though, wonder if I that... Yeah, Sorry, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was good. Um, sweet, we're back. We haven't learned. Woo! <laughs> There's the energy. Let's go. <laughs> we're the worst of that. You finish talking. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, um, I just wanted to say, end it off with a little note. After I read this study um, or this thesis, it remained unclear if the strategy would actually stimulate muscular ad adaptation following this. Um, mm. it, there were neuromuscular performance responses, but no actual increase in performance per se. Mm. So it did help with hypertrophies, right? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to get. Yeah. 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 I want, I wonder if that's, <clears throat> so again, like long-term adaption, we saw a cold could be good for like that direct immediate performance mm. improvement. If you're like need, need repeat performances in the same day or, or over a weekend. And heat seems to do kind of the opposite. Like it doesn't have that direct performance improvement, but but long term it might help. I wonder if that's I wonder if it's like because of increased blood flow, increasing yeah. the the one yeah. of the sorry, one of the mechanisms <clears throat> that was uh, described in that study that I just read out was that they actually increased peripheral muscular blood flow. Right. Yeah. And so that's going to increase oxygenation. It's also going to increase anything that's in your endocrine system that goes through your blood, yeah. getting to those muscles as well. Also increase recovery because of everything, you know, everything that most things travel in our bloodstream yeah, so to the tissues that they need to go to. 
So increasing that blood flow to the tissues is only going to help it for several reasons. Yeah. Like, as you said, like blood, blood vessels, um, begin to dilate to that specific area where you've applied the heat mm-hmm. pack or whatever, and yeah, improve circulation and blood flow. Um, mm. so yeah, it's quite interesting. So we could say that literally it depends on what adaptation you're trying to focus or what, what your goal is or the scenario you're in. If you're injured, you wouldn't, if you're injured, you wouldn't want to put a heat pack on, um, to a certain extent, mm. say you've just got a massive dead leg, it's killing, you stick a heat pack on that it's it could just get even worse it could um as you said enhance the tissue damage especially especially acutely i think i think there is some evidence that that talks about heat in muscle damage but long term to improve the muscle flow to that to the the site of the muscle strain or muscle tear but again not immediately like the last thing you want to do when something's inflamed is make it hot and just increase the blood flow to that area <laughs> yeah because that and is just going to in, increase inflammation isn't it yeah and and another thing to say is we're talking about i think the best way to do this obviously it sounds silly but i will state it anyways um when you're heating think of the apply at uh, the specific area you want to focus on instead of you know just I, there was a data set that showed that local but not indirect heating increases calf skeletal muscle blood flow in humans so just mm. apply it to that specific point that you want to heat up. Don't just say, unless you've done a whole body session or an intense gym session, get in that sauna, heat yourself up. And we'll talk in another podcast, what are the benefits of sauna and steam room? Um, yeah, but yeah, because that's, like, we'll that's just... like full body, kind of like water immersion, yeah. right? If you're looking yeah, for, and that, that would be long-term, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, that's, and there's so many health benefits of that, but we don't have time to go into all that. <laughs> right now, we definitely need another podcast for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. But again, it, it goes back to just knowing your context, doesn't it? Like some people I mean, see something or read read like, oh, ice helps with this. And then they just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to use that in all these other contexts where it's like, no, that was mm-hmm. for like elite athletes who are injured to like, I don't know, help doctors perform like on pitch assessment. To, so like the ice was used to decrease the inflammation so that it can actually move the limb or whatever yeah you know no it's just it is it is quite um someone's got jack burbank's burbank's coffee eh? <laughs> it's passed up and um, i just no, cleared so my throat yeah <laughs> it's just uh no it's quite interesting and i think once again sticking onto the theme of this podcast every time we've spoken to someone the common theme of everything in life is context you know, whether yeah. you're getting a job or you're trying to put a bloody ice pack on, context. Think about what mm. you're doing. Don't just read the headline of one study. You've got to dive deep into it. If there's a contrary opinion, do give it some thought and read it. And if you find out, obviously, it's difficult to find, read through every paper. I mean, you know, we've probably said some wrong things. I mean, I was talking about bloody fat, lo- uh, brown fat loss <laughs> earlier. But um, yeah, just specifically li- on the back of your neck. Yeah, just <laughs> just the one spot. I can't wait to have abs on the back of my neck, eh? Um, but yeah, just literally, just think about the context that you're in. Apply, feel it out. Don't go too heavy in one direction. You know, don't go too heavy. Oh, I'm icing this for an hour now. I saw one study that said that, but it's bloody hurting my leg. Just common sense it as well, you know? Yeah. Am I supposed to be feeling this much pain? Is my skin meant to be this red? You know? <laughs> 
Am I supposed to really hold my breath underwater for an hour? Yeah, for an hour, even though I'm freezing and I probably can't even hold my breath for an hour. <laughs> Just a, someone's got a scuba suit. They're in their bathtub and it's freezing cold with ice. And <laughs> Just a snorkel. Pumps yeah, out yeah, just yeah. 10 times bigger and ready for their next day of sport. Unbelievable. Uh, that's yeah, funny. I, I'd like to say just um so this is especially I think we both can agree this is a part one where part two we will dive mm. deep into the comparisons, um, whether mm. which one works better or is there a method you can actually put a bit of both in? Um yeah. So definitely I got nothing. That was that was a great summary. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Just, if if you're again, if you're enjoying the podcast, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You know, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok. Just have some caffeine or something, just a bit more energy when saying follow us. And... <laughs> the chillness. You were like me last episode. You're like, just follow us. Give us a like. I hope you listen. That was a great summary. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? When you're in one of those, mate, especially after you yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. CrossFit, I bet you're shattered. Oh, I'll tell you what, that was difficult. It was so hard, but it was good. It was good. Pretty happy. Our tangents today are elite, by the way. Not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. Mate, this This is is why why we're here. Expert on. (laughs) Mate, that was a perfect summary. You know what, David, you're right. Just cold. (laughs) Just switch it up. Feel it out yourself, bro. Feel it out. It's not like we've done 40 minutes and you don't know what to do. Just feel it out. Figure out yourself, pal. Why are you listening to us? (laughs) Our summary was basically read a paper, but if you don't agree with it, just feel it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that is the worst thing I've ever heard. That is hilarious. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not sure what to do, too bad. (laughs) Listen to someone else. (laughs) Why are you here? (laughs) Okay, should we try the summary again? No, you hit the summary perfect. I don't need to do the summary. I just need to tell people to follow us, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok. Hey, if you like it, give it a share. Yeah, give it a share. We would love that. We appreciate that. Spread the word of the podcast. Um, if you're looking for protein, 15% off at CNP with the code REALSPORT15. So get over there as well. I'm loving it. I think Matt's loving it. We can't wait to just keep going with those guys as well. So Matt, anything else or yeah, I just like to say at the end of this podcast, at the end of this podcast, we'll put a direct link, go on our website where we'll put with the episode, the papers that we've referenced, maybe they'll be in the podcast as well. We'll just get them referenced for you to see. And if you have any suggestions after listening to this, just drop us a message with some of the papers that you found or the views that you've heard Mm. um, or seen and let us know. Because I definitely think part two is where we'll round it up and summarize everything so much better. Um, So this, I guess, could be a little teaser for everyone at home. Because part two, we come back with the comparison or maybe both at the same time or... We just do a perfect little summary, not all, and we'll do a perfect little summary at the end to let you guys know which is the optimal way, in our own opinion, from what we've read in the research. This has been the RSS podcast. We're out.